And now your host, Matt and Brandon. Uh, before we get started today, Brennan and I have some tough news. Our favorite haunted house that I dream about constantly is no longer around. Unfortunately, in 2022, it was permanently closed due to fire code violations, which were totally unfounded. Brennan, can you tell us more of what happened? Last night, the building burned down. <laughs> Sorry, we had to share this news with you. <laughs> We're sorry, everybody else is, is also mourning this loss, but <laughs> when I say when I sent you the article, the first thing you said was didn't it close because it didn't meet fire code? <laughs> <laughs> I woke up to a text from my wife and she sent me the article and she's like, Well, I guess they didn't meet fire code. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, hold on, back up a bit. It could be. That fire could have been raging for hours. Maybe it really was up to fire code, but there were some squatters in there and they just, mm-hmm. they caught things on fire. Yep. And if you have a fire burning for a couple hours, it's going to engulf the whole building. Yeah. But yeah, it, is, some, it is ironic. Some know? context is that it is an abandoned building now. It was no longer a haunted house because it didn't meet fire code. There really is more backstory to it, but oh, we just had to get so, that off our it chest. It doesn't make it less funny. Yeah. The irony, so good, so good. Well, <laughs> thanks Welcome for joining to us. The park road trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us today. Where Today's a big. Should we keep the haunted house or should we burn it down for insurance money? I know that's exactly what came to mind. But today is an exciting day. Today we're talking about Kennywood, a pretty well-known amusement park in West Mifflin, Pennsylvania, not too far from Pittsburgh. And Kennywood is an old amusement park. It opened May 30th, 19, no, not 19, 1898. The chief engineer and designer was George S. Davidson, but there's a kind of a cool story about this park of what makes it unique. Before we get to that, it's owned by Palace Entertainment, a company based in Madrid, Spain, which I think Palace Entertainment is like their English name. Mm. There's another Spanish name, which I was hoping I could rely on you to pronounce, and it's somewhere in the show notes later. Kennywood has 45 attractions and eight roller coasters, which we will only talk about one of those eight because there's uh, so many other things. And before we get started, this might be a longer episode. So Brandon and I will do our very best to keep the tangents to a minimum. Matt Stay on top. To best to keep my tangents to a minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the hint. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Sure am. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> let's jump into the history here. So this land started out as a tree field farm that was owned by Anthony Kenny. What an honor to be Anthony Kenny and your legacy to live on for hundreds of years. Well, okay, it's only been a hundred and plus some change. Uh, But that land owned by Anthony Kenny was leased by Andrew Mellon. You never hear that name, but Andrew Mellon kind of started it all. Andrew Mellon was a partial owner of the Monongahela Street Railways Company and wanted to put in a trolley park to increase fare profits on the weekends. So trolley parks, have you heard of a trolley park before, Brandon? No. And I'm curious. Okay, first tangent. Do you remember as a little kid at Lagoon, they had trolleys that would drive up to the park? Actually, I still think they might have a trolley. No, I don't remember this at all. Okay. Yeah, they used to be in the parking lot a ton. I'll have to find some stuff and send it to you, see if that reminds you. But they used to have Lagoon trolleys in the parking lot. Uh, maybe it, it might have picked you up from a bus station or something. 
a trolley park is also it's an amusement park that's placed at the end of a trolley line. So people would take the trolleys during the week and then the weekend would come and nobody would be riding the trolleys. And so this was a common practice where somebody would put an amusement park at the end of the trolley line so that they could bring in more money during the weekend from fairs. So like I said, Andrew Mellon was the one that came up with the, came up with the idea of putting the amusement park at the end of the trolley line. George S. Davidson was the chief engineer and designer. And that was 19, excuse me, 1898. And in their first year, 1899, they put in a carousel, a casino hall, and a dance pavilion, which was really popular, by the way. Um, I guess that was the thing to do in 1899. Big swing music. And so that place was hopping for sure. Uh, in 1901, we're not going to go through. You those. mean to say the place was swinging? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, that place is swinging, not hopping. Man, I'm an idiot breathe. sometimes. Why am I so dumb? Why are you so dumb? Yeah. Don't worry, we're not going to go year by year. But uh, in 1901, Old Mill was added to the park. So when I first heard of Kennywood, and I think it was from podcast The Ride, all I remember about ever hearing anything about Kennywood was the tunnel of love does that ring a bell for you at all well we talked about a tunnel of love in the last episode didn't we yeah or one of our recent episodes i remember talking oh, about yeah. it so so tunnel of love is just kind of a catch-all isn't it but this one's very specific it's it's themed to be a tunnel of love well here's the thing is that they have a plaque on front of the ride because it's a historical landmark opening in 1901 and it's still there and at the bottom of the plaque it says this tunnel or this attraction has had many names and many themes, but has never been named Tunnel of Love. And everybody calls it that basically. So that's what I remember about Kennywood is that they have a tunnel of love. No bushes of love. No bushes of love. They do have aliens in bushes, which was weird, but no bushes of love. Aliens in bushes. Yeah, uh, it was strange. <laughs> um, we'll come back to, t- to Old Mill. So after less than a decade, uh, the trolley company didn't want to manage the park anymore. So Andrew S. McSwiggin, I love these names. They seem fake. Andrew S. McSwiggin. Mr. Peabody. Oh, yeah. Mr. Peabody, along with partners Frederick W. Henninger and A.F. Megan, leased and operated the park as Kennywood Park Limited beginning in 1906. So that would be seven years, which is less than a decade. That's correct. I'm good at math. Good job. Thank you. We're jumping to the 50s now, starting September 15th, 1958. The park was no longer served by trolleys and was added to a normal bus route. Womp womp. These next three dates are pretty cool, I think, for the park. On October 9th, 1960, Kennywood was designated a U.S. National Register Landmark District. And then on February 27th, 1987... So 27 years later, Kennywood was placed in the U.S. National Register of Historic Places. And then on August 5th, 1992, that's a great year, Kennywood was designated as a Pennsylvania State Historical Marker. So this is a historical place. It's still going. Uh, and I love that kind of history. So, And there is a lot of history. Obviously, we didn't even scratch the surface. We just gave a few dates. And here's the last date for you. On December 12th, 2007, Kennywood Entertainment announced they would be selling the park to, can you read that? Uh, can you do a good Spanish accent for that word there, Brandon? Um, Parques Reunidos. What does that mean? Park? Reunited Parks. Reunited Parks. I should be able to figure that out. 
Parques Reunidos. That's really good. Thank See, you. I keep you around for specific things. See, people say I have no useful skills. Despite what your wife tells me, I don't think you're completely useless, Brandon. All right. Anyway, this co- this company based in Madrid, Spain, which I think is the same as Palace Entertainment, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't very clear on that. Anyway. Why, why Spain? That's a good question. I should check to see if we have any listeners in Spain. My guess is no. That's all for the history. Like I said, we didn't cover much history at all, but some of the important dates. We've got some fun facts for you. Um, the first fun fact, which kind of made me laugh because it's so vague. There's no years associated with it all. It just says, for the past several years, Kenyon has been rated the favorite dark attraction park by Dark Ride and Funhouse Enthusiasts, or DAFE, D-A-F-E. So I love when very vague statements like that are made. Uh, it, it's like when you go to haunted houses and almost every haunted house is like rated the scariest haunted house in the U.S. You know what? Dead City's rated. It's the hottest haunted house on earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's Disputing true. that. So <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I want to email the owner so bad. And that's so funny. The hottest haunted that. that is true. <laughs> Dead City Haunted House is the hottest hottest haunted house in the country right now. This is fun. I love when theme parks have or amusement parks have characters, mascots. That's the word I was trying to think of. Uh, Kennywood has many famous characters, including Cowboy Joe, which you can swap yarn with. Is that some? Does that mean you're telling stories? Yarn is stories. Swapping yarn. Have you ever I heard know that? What that means. Never heard know. that before. No, I've never heard that before. Laugh and Sal, which is nightmare fuel. Do you know you know what Laugh and Sal is? Oh yes. Yeah. I know Laugh and Sal. Yeah, that's nightmare freaking. fuel indeed. Yeah. And Kenny Kangaroo, which is I think like their mascot. And also in the park, they have a golden statue of George Washington. And then the Kennywood logo is a sign, like an arrow, and it says Kennywood in the arrow. There is a dressed mascot that walks around it that is a giant arrow and it says Kennywood. And this was another funny thing that I came across. I don't know if it's still there today, but in the men's bathroom, there would be a sign pointing down, like the arrow pointing down. It says, is Kennywood open? And it's referring to your zipper. Is your zipper open? So I don't know if that's... I've never referred to it as my Kennywood. Uh, Neither have I. But now on, we have a secret code. If your zipper down or my zipper's down, you could say, hey, is Kennywood open? And then just give me a big wink and I'll know what you're talking about. Give me a bit of wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's another fun fact. And this story was uh, kind of long. So I'm just quoting here the story. I didn't write this myself. Kennywood employs weapons certified security officers that have the ability to make arrests and that are supported by the district's local police force, which is pretty cool. crazy. A famous case resulting from a 1986 arrest of a park visitor for drug possession went all the way to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, not Supreme Court, the Superior Court in 1988, which ruled in favor for the park's security force. The defendant had unsuccessfully attempted to have the evidence suppressed. (laughs) If you want to cause some trouble at Kennywood, just know that those security guards are packing heat. Don't mess around. Well, they got guns. Yeah, that's what I just read. They're weapons certified security officers and they can make arrests too. Well, weapons, that doesn't mean guns. Okay. 
You've got a great. They could have there. batons or tasers. No, do or tasers? Do they? Oh, they do still have batons. They're like the collapsible ones, though. I thought those are for yeah. windows. Yeah, they're like the batons in Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> they're they're constantly spinning them in their hands as they walk around. Mm-hmm. The last fun fact: uh, we just recently covered Lake Winnipesoka, and I talked about how they had clown head trash cans. I'd never seen this until Lake Winnipesoka, and now all the places I'm doing research on, they keep coming up. And Kennywood has these clown trash cans. So if you're afraid of clowns, you're going to be terrified throwing your trash away because you put it in the clown's mouth. Along with Laugh and Sal, that is also nightmare fuel for some people. No, that's for everybody. She's iconic, but she is terrifying. I don't understand. Was it showcasing like an early form of an animatronic? Not even that, just a robot that rocks back and forth laughing. I don't know. What's the appeal? There isn't one. I mean, Jacob, the carpetbagger, when he's there, he's like, this is one of the few working ones. And then he names like all of them around the country. And I'm like, that's impressive. And he's like, yeah, but last time I was there, this one was broken. This one's broken. So it didn't seem like there's very many left. I think there's one in California on one of the piers where there's maybe an amusement park, but like a huge arcade. And I think there's one there. But yeah. I, I don't understand the appeal. Anyway, that's all the history and fun facts. Let's take a walk through the park. All right, so we're just covering a few of the standout attractions. Like I said, there's eight roller coasters where we're only going to talk about one. We're mostly talking about dark rides and a huge revelation and which will reveal why I chose to do this episode so soon. Uh, well, we're going to start out with Old Mill, as mentioned in the history opening in 1901. And it's a boat ride through a long tunnel. That's why it's known as the Tunnel of Love, which a long, dark tunnel. I imagine when they open it in 1901, they probably had security sitting inside of the tunnel. Actually, they probably didn't have any security at all. But now when you go on it, I'm pretty sure at the beginning, it's intentional that they have the security cameras to the side. So when your boat goes by, you can see that the whole thing is under surveillance. Mm, smart. But it because leads me it is, to believe. What other names has it been called over the years? Oh. Conception Tunnel. The Tunnel of the Conception. Yeah. dude. How many kids do you think have been conceived in this ride? Because it's a long tunnel. The Legend of the Lost Virginity. <laughs> um, Lots of names. And Garfield's Nightmare, of course. <laughs> is that one real? <laughs> yeah, that's a real one. So right now <laughs> it tells a story of a skeleton named Harold and there's like scenes. So it really is your boat just goes down this long tunnel. And then on the right side, there will be a scene of a skeleton, mostly stationary and there's no music either. So it's like a silent ride. It's really weird. But the skeleton Harold is like being measured for a suit in one scene. And then the other scene, he's standing on top of or next to a train waving because he's leaving. And there's one that made me laugh where he's robbing a bank with a skunk as his weapon. <laughs> it's an interesting ride and a lot of people love it. But before it was back to Harold, um, like I said, it's gone through different stories and stuff. It was Garfield's nightmare and people did not like that change. I don't think it lasted long and people probably hate Garfield because of it. So the new Garfield movie coming out, I'm sure people from Kennywood that are visitors of Kennywood will go on strike because of the trauma that was brought to them by Garfield's nightmare. Probably. And I think that's it for the old meal. So yeah, interesting ride. Like I said, it's silent. It's really weird. 
there's not like music between these because between each scene is a, the tunnel, but it's just dark. There's no scene going on and there's no music playing. So you're just in a boat going down. And yes, I'm sure there are people that have been conceived. I'm sure you don't have to do much digging online to find stories about children conceived on this ride. The next ride we're going to talk about is Steel Curtain. This is the one roller coaster we're talking about. This is an SNS Steel Looping Coaster, and it's themed to the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is an NFL team. Oh, if you're not familiar, that's fun. It's pretty cool. So it's black and yellow, and then yeah, the- uh huh. You know what it is? Oh, that song. Guess who wasn't black and yellow when they joined a league? Who? The Pittsburgh Penguins were oh, really? not black and yellow. They were blue and yellow. They were blue and like light blue, dark blue and white. And it just said Pittsburgh across their chest, diagonally down. But yeah, the front cart, the the cart is painted like a helmet, a Steelers helmet. So it has a line down the center. And then I believe there's a number on either side of that line, like number 10 or something, probably the number of the cart. So it's pretty cool. This is an incredible coaster. And I really would want to go ride this. It reaches speeds of 75 miles an hour. It has nine inversions, which is the most in North America and third on the Western Hemisphere. So it's a lot of inversions. It's really entertaining to watch. I'm sure it's more entertaining to ride, though. Probably. But listen to us talk about it because you can't ride it right now. Well, Jacob, again, going back to the carpetbagger, he was there and he's like, oh, look, it's not going again. And like made the statement that it's it seems to always be closed. So maybe if you do go when it's open, it's going to be closed anyway. The coaster is just as good as the football team. And when the football team's not performing well, neither does the coaster. The coasters doesn't do well either. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it holds the record for the highest inversion at 197 feet, which is pretty high. That's that's high. So it looks like a lot of fun. I'd love to ride that roller coaster. And has the steepest lift hill. It feels like you're going practically straight up, like back parallel with the ground. Anyway... <laughs> This next ride, I have to preface this a lot. This is why we're doing Kennywood. I am not a pervert. (laughs) You are not a pervert. (laughs) That's a great way to start out a ride. I'm not a pervert, but we need to do some backtracking a bit here. Growing up at our local park, we have a swinging pirate ship ride, which is common. And there are fiberglass statues of pirates on the ride and around the ride and the center mast, the ship mast have mermaids where their hands are like tied above their head or they're holding up the mast. I don't know what they're doing, but their arms are up. And now when you go, they're painted as if they're wearing like a dress, like a purple dress. But when I was a kid, I swear they were bare. That's the most delicate way I can say it. They were not dressed mermaids. The boobies were hanging out. That's not oh, delicate sorry. at we're all. Going for, we're going for delicate, not pervert. Okay. Yeah. The They were bare-chested. So this is like a core memory. And yet I cannot find any history about this. I've looked at many history websites covering this ride. And there are old pictures, but you just can't. No matter how many times I tell my computer to enhance, <laughs> you can't see if these mermaids were covered up or not. But this is like a core memory of when I was a little kid. And I've talked Very about this memory on for Matt. two other podcasts. I've brought this up <laughs> multiple times. So this is a big deal to me. So one day I'm scrolling through YouTube. I see Kennywood and, and I knew we were going to cover this park. 
but it's the ride pirate. And I press play and it is the same pirate ship. And those mermaids are bare. And I freaking mm. lost my mind. I text Brandon. I'm like, dude, watch this right now. And I think you replied back in all caps. So he was yelling at me. I think from my memory, I'm sure we can go back and check the, the documents. But you said something like those mermaids are bare or something like that. You knew exactly why I was sending it to you. Right. So all that to say, I wanted to cover pirate because this has completed a core memory for my childhood. <laughs> and I figured I better include something actually about the ride if I'm going to bring it up. So in 2018, the braking system failed and the ship just kept swinging for about 15 minutes. <laughs> um, and there's a funny news story about it. Well, not funny. It wasn't funny to them. It was scary to them, but nobody got hurt or anything like that. They just kept swinging. So you think any of them went on the ride again? That was like the whole news story is like, they're never going to ride this ride again. They've been traumatized. And this one kid wearing like a Kennywood hat, he's like, I'm the, I'm never going to ride that ride again. He had some accent. It was pretty funny. I, I should send you the video. You should. Anyway, that's it for Pirate. And, uh, oh, wait, wait, you hear that? No, I don't. What is it? It's our carousel review. All right, Brandon, do you know what the name of this carousel is? Carousel? It's merry-go-round. <laughs> no, what? I no. Know. I know. What does it mean? What does it mean? Going back to Carpetbagger for the third time this episode. He is recording it. And he- why? Hold on. Why is anybody listening to our podcast? They clearly could just learn everything from Jacob. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think about this all the time. Totally serious. I think about it all the time. It's because, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why people listen. <laughs> Anybody can do the research, but it's more convenient when somebody else does it for you and just tells you. You don't even have to watch these videos because you can just listen to us talk about them. Exactly. Why watch a video (laughs) seeing a place when you can hear us describe it? It's not like, oh, no, it's for those people that are in their cars. They want to watch the Jacob the Carpetbagger videos, but they can't because they're driving. That's right. They can listen to us talk about it. Yeah. That's why. So the Carpetbagger is like... I've done a lot of research on this, on carousels. He loves carousels. And he's like, and the difference between a merry-go-round and a carousel is nothing. He's like, merry-go-round, from what I understand, is more of a term that the people uh, in the United States use, but they're the same thing, basically. And then there's also the whole theory about which way it spins, determines if it's a carousel or a merry-go-round. We've also heard the rumor of... If it's all horses, it's a carousel. And if it's just an assortment of animals, it's merry-go-round. None of that's really true. But anyway, this is just called merry-go-round. So this one is a merry-go-round because it's called merry-go-round. Or is it a carousel? It's a carousel. All All right. right. We got to keep a streak alive from our last three episodes, I think. So here we go. You'll understand when I read this. It was originally commissioned by the U.S. government in 1926 for the Philadelphia sesquicentennial exposition (laughs) oh my gosh yep uh it was not completed in time so kenny wood bought it in 1927 what what the heck does that mean sesquicentennial means we need more reasons to celebrate obviously we're celebrating literally nothing what did you text me yesterday of like a half bicentennial or i can't even remember (laughs) a bi bicentennial i can't remember what you bi bicentennial (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I think it was like, yeah. A half of a half. Yeah, that's what it is. Half of a half. 
Anyway, so this so is halfway to the a, a by tricentennial. A by tricentennial. Yep, I like it. This is a Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation historic landmark. That what a name, <laughs> and is Kennywood's third and largest carousel. So this is one the original one that they had in eighteen. 18- 98, of course, that makes sense because they bought it in 1927. So they must have had one in between then. And then this is the one they've had and they still have it. This carousel has 50 jumping horses and 14 stationary horses. And here's my favorite part. The music comes from a 1916 Wurlitzer style number 153 military band organ. Whew, that's a lot. Which is the oldest of its kind in existence. That's pretty special. So not only would it be cool to ride this 1927 carousel, but the music machine is just as unique. If actually, no, more unique. It's the oldest of its kind in existence. I put this note in here for you during Phantom Fall Fest. So their Halloween celebration, the carousel is filled with fog. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I put that in for you. And I also read that it said there were statues or characters that were on the outside animals. It seemed like not people, not dressed as dressed actors for Halloween, but some kind of statue. But when I looked at videos of it, I could not find anything like that. So I just removed that from the notes, but we're just going to have to go. I know it looked really cool. And I couldn't tell if it was the video or the actual music. It sounded like the actual music sounded like slow and creepy, Mm. very Halloween-esque music, but carousel. My kind of carousel. Yeah, it was really cool. Like the Mario 64 music? You know that? No. Have you played Mario 64? Yes. So in the haunted house level, you go down to the basement area and there's some big booze, right? Oh, yeah. And there's like a carousel type thing going on. And it's got some music and it goes. Does that ring a bell? That does not. I'll send it to you, but that's that's what I imagined for creepy carousel music, and I love it. Yeah, it was really cool. I'll send you the video. And right, listener, you it. can just look that up on your own time. <laughs> <laughs> the next attraction we're going to talk about is a staple at Kennywood. It's an interesting attraction. It's a walkthrough attraction, and so I felt like I had to include it, but I don't have too much to talk about it. It's Noah's Ark, mm-hmm. and you actually enter through a whale's mouth to get into... This walkthrough attraction. <laughs> yeah. That is com- that is conflicting. That is two separate Bible stories. Yes, I know. That's all I was like, huh, I don't understand. But uh, when you walk through the whale's mouth, you're walking on the whale's tongue, of course, and the floor is spongy like a tongue. So Ooh, that's gross. interesting. And then it's fun. You walk through, you see like all these boxes of like a box full of mosquitoes, crates, I guess, crates full of mosquitoes and all this stuff, and you finally get to the Ark, and when you walk in, it's swinging back and forth, uh, and it's like a funhouse-style attraction. So, pretty cool. I did learn something new from it, though. On the outside, it did have a fun fact about Noah's Ark, which I did not know. All the uh, animals on Noah's Ark arrived in pairs, except worms. They arrived in apples. It's a joke, right? <laughs> That's their joke, not mine. <laughs> that that really is in front of the ride. That's amazing. Yep. Even though they didn't get their Bible story straight, that's still fun. Yeah. 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 I think uh, I saved the very best for last. And so yesterday when I texted you, I said, 
and you never responded. I said, there is an amazing dark ride. Do you want me to share it with you now or do you want to be surprised? Yeah, I did not get a chance. I'm sorry. That's all right. What better way for you to experience it than for me to explain it to you? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Don't be a naysayer right away. Okay. Okay. I honestly mean it. I think you would love this. Out of all the dark rides we've covered, this is probably one of the best that I've seen of, of for our style of what we like in dark rides. Okay. Okay. So this is so called, like, are we measuring this against Disney or does it like a say a Sally dark ride or non Disney dark ride? Um, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's not the same as a Disney dark ride. Okay. Okay. Bar's been but set. Proceed. Amusement park dark rides. Of the ones we've covered. Of the ones we've covered. Okay. So this is Ghostwood Estate. It's okay. a haunted house. Okay. And again, I'm going to quote this because the description of the ride was better than what I could say. Why redo it if it's already been done well? So here's what the description is. Riders entered the dilapidated estate through the study of Lord Kenneth Ghostwood, the owner of the manor. Suddenly, the ghostly image of Lord Ghostwood literally forces himself out of his portrait. He informs riders that following his death, his home became overrun with spirits and how he requires the guests to help to drive them away so that he may regain his solitude. In return, he offers the guests who rids the most ghosts from his estate an invitation to spend eternity with him in the mansion. I like it. So this is a dark shooter ride. I'm sorry to say that. Oh, no. That's See, when you say ghosts with estates, I'm like, this sounds like a shooter. Yeah, but it's yeah. different. I'm telling you, this one's different. This one was okay. designed by, I want to see if you recognize this name, Larry Kirchner. Oh. <gasps> Yes. You remember where he's from? No. St. Louis, The Darkness, mm. Haunted House oh. Recovered. Yeah, so oh. it's designed by Halloween Productions, which is Larry Kirchner. And it is... Interesting. If we went on this as kids, we'd be terrified. We would be traumatized for life. He doesn't hold back. So it's an amusement park ride, but with legit haunted house props. Uh, it is really cool. And it's, of course, one of a kind. It's a trackless ride. The target's... Make the uh, the ghosts and animatronics do stuff, which scares you. So it is really cool. That's probably one of the best things I saw there that I want to go for. So, yeah, I'd, I'm going to watch it and I'd, I'd ride it probably. You know, the thing about shooter rides is they're only a shooter ride if you participate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just go on the ride and not shoot and then it's not a shooter ride. Funny you say that. Fourth time I mentioned the carpet bagger went in 2020 and because of COVID, they didn't have the guns and so it was just a ride except huge missed opportunity none of the animatronics were actually working so you have to hit the targets for to activate them and so you just go through with nothing happening yeah so then it wasn't a shooter ride but it is pretty cool and there's a lot and it's a big open space i don't know how else to describe it other than that but yeah really cool attraction and that is it for the attractions that we're covering at this park Nice. So there's one thing we used to always talk about, and then I kind of removed it because we didn't talk about it so much, which is what food item would you get? I do have to mention mm-hmm. yeah, Kennywood. Yeah, I miss that too. Well, kind of, because most places didn't have anything unique, but Kennywood does. It's called the potato patch, and it's where you can get fries. They looked pretty good. One was, I saw some covered with nacho cheese and bacon. I don't know if that's your thing or not, but that is it for the food. 
Brandon, if we got to go to Kennywood and you can only ride one ride, what one ride would you ride? Man, it's, I think you feel like you know what I'm going to say. This is exactly what you did last week. <laughs> and then you say, and you're right. But go ahead. You probably nope. changed it already. The Tunnel of Love. The Tunnel of Love, my friend. And why is that? Because it's a different choice than you expected. <laughs> well, you know, it's fun. like, it's iconic. Like you said, I want to take you and I want to take you in the Tunnel of Love. You and me, baby. Am I a baby in this scenario? Yeah. That's what I thought. Because when we always fantasize about going to parties, <laughs> <laughs> we fantasize about going with each other, you know? Well, was that the wrong word? Yeah. Fantasize? <laughs> fantasize was an interesting word choice for it. Yes. <laughs> when we talk about wanting to go to these parks, it's a fantasy. We fantasize. It's a fantasy. <laughs> in our wildest dreams. <laughs> So in your fantasy, two dudes at the same time. <laughs> um, in your fantasy, is me and you going in the tunnel of love. <laughs> oh, that's my fantasy. I hate to brag it to you, but I don't know if I see you in my fantasy because I'm oh. going on still curtain. You're going alone. Oh, still curtain. Okay, you would ride that with me though. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd ride any of the rides. Honestly, there's probably not. When we go through these parks, there's not a lot of rides I wouldn't ride. Yeah. If I was at the park and I saw a roller coaster, like I give, I say that I don't really like roller coasters. I still do love roller coasters. Don't get it wrong. Yeah. But the problem is I tend to favor the road less traveled. I, you know, like yeah. I, I care more about those other rides than I do about the roller coasters, but I still would hundred percent enjoy and go on a roller coaster and it might even be my favorite ride. Right. And it's not that you're scared. It's that you get I'm sick old. after. Which and it's I do not even too. Not even that. Like I do get sick, but it's just that you can, anybody can build a roller coaster. You know, it's, it's the things that set an amusement park apart that I appreciate. Yeah. I know what you're saying. And a lot yeah. of times the uniqueness comes down to the dark rides at the park. Indeed. Indeed it does. Man, I forgot to mention, we talked about fires today. There's a Bill Tracy dark ride here in Kennywood and it burned down in the sixties or seventies or sometime around then. Anyway, sad. Um, I think I would write still curtain that roller coaster. Uh, I'd write it with you. Yeah. Yes, you would. And we'd have a great time, but Ghostwood estate. It looks awesome. It really looks so cool. So that one would be another fun one. I wonder if Ghostwood estate smells like dust, you know? Ooh. I would definitely love to ride that ride, in all honesty. Love it. And especially if it had that smell. Oh, that smell, man. I think you probably turned me on to it. The Haunted Mansion scent from Magic Candle Company. I turned Actually, you on? What? No, Did no, Did you no, say no. I turned you on? You turned me on to the Tower of Terror scent from Magic Candle Company, which just smells like dust. It smells like the dusty... Uh, Old hotel. I'm trying to think, not the waiting room, the lobby. Yeah, the lobby. That smell is so good. I'm curious if Kennywood went to our affiliated link in the description and got dust smelling scents for Ghostwood Estate. Mm, I bet. They're burning those candles on Ghostwood Estate. They have got them exclusively from Magic Candle Company. Using our link in the description. Using our affiliate link. (laughs) That's the point I'm trying to get across. I get it. And also definitely would not lead to another fire of a dark ride. Open flames, you know? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. 
I have a confession I just thought of. Brandon, I bought a candle this week that smells exactly like Soren over California. And it was not from Magic Candle Company? No, it was from Target. What? Yeah. Coastal Bastard. Linen. It's a Target Coastal brand. Linen. Yeah. Target brand candle. It just has that. It has something. Reminds me of Soren. Anyway. So do we need do we need a Target affiliate link now? No, because I just told you which candle to go get. <laughs> go ahead and tell them that Matt sent you when you're at the checkout. <laughs> I love when people say that. All right. Well, I think it's time we can wrap this episode up. Give our final thoughts. I think I know the answer to this, but would you really want to visit this park? Really would. I really, really would. I think this is in, it's definitely in the top five of parks that we've covered. Agreed. I, I put this up there with Dollywood, Silver Dollar City, Knobles, and it'd be convenient because well, I don't know how close it is to Knobles, but it's in the same state. Pennsylvania's big, buddy. Yeah, it's a big state. So, but yeah, I would put it up there. This park seems awesome to visit. And for the fifth or sixth, I've lost count. It is the Carpetbagger's favorite amusement park. One of his very favorites. So. Ah, Jacob likes it. It's probably good. Yeah. He sees a lot of them. He travels the country and he sees them all. And this is hit one of his favorites. Does it have a waterfall in the park? I cannot find a waterfall exactly, but they do have this awesome water fountain and pool with fountains. And part of that pool is a shoot the shoots ride called Pittsburgh Plunge. And they're all in on that Pittsburgh. It's got to be close to Pittsburgh, I'm assuming. I think it is a few miles away from Pittsburgh. The weird thing about this ride, I don't get it. I don't know if it's an inside joke. I would love to be part of an inside joke one day. But Pittsburgh Plunge leaves the H out of Pittsburgh at the end and has an asterisk instead. So that's the title of the ride. P-I-T-T-S-B-U-R-G asterisk. I don't get it, but I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know what to do with your hands either. (laughs) Except if we're on the tunnel of love. (laughs) Oh, let's end right there then. (laughs) Any final thoughts? Well, I haven't said it this whole episode. So I may as well say it now. Matt, I'm ready to go. But when I say I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go and be done with this podcast. If you've been to Kennywood, let us know. Shoot us an email, amusementparkroadtrip at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel, Amusement Park Road Trip, where we have shorts every day. And when this episode comes out, we'll have Kennywood videos for the week. So yeah, that's it. Brandon has things to do, so he's ready to go. I'm ready to go. Okay, see you next week. Bye now.